Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. The true to life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In a moment, we'll join Fire Chief Bob Cody in his office in headquarters station as he looks out of the second story window and smiles as he sees young Jimmy Collins enter below. Both the chief and Jimmy's older brother, rookie fireman Tim Collins, are in on the surprise which has been promised to the boy. But none of them, Jimmy included, knows that in the package under his arm is contained a far greater surprise than any the chief has in mind. Well, we'll be back with Chief Cody and Jimmy to start this new adventure in just a minute. Let's go, firefighters. Let's join Chief Cody and young Jimmy Collins in the chief's private office. Jimmy places his package gingerly on the desk and sits bolt upright in the chair opposite. Chief Cody grins and then says... Now, look, son, you don't have to act as though I'd called you in here to break you from captain to lieutenant. Now, you've been mighty helpful to the department a couple of times recently. It's time I followed up a promise I made. A promise? To me? To you and all the other boys in your junior firefighter outfit. That uh, brigade you started in school, they're still anxious to hold that antique sale? Sure, we could use a little money. Well, if your sale was run right, you could aim a lot higher than that, Jimmy. I don't see why you couldn't raise enough, well, enough to rent some place for a clubhouse, get a library of books on firefighting, and really get organized. Oh, brother, wouldn't that be something? Well, that's why I asked you to come here. The boys and me, we'd like to help. Did you uh, notice anything downstairs? No, I figured you might get sore if I hung around and looked over the apparatus. Well, I must have got myself a reputation. What I meant was the boys have already brought in a few old pieces. There's a rocking chair like you don't see these days. An old-fashioned desk, uh, secretary you call it. You got things rolling already? Well, I figure you boys take it from here, Jimmy. Hold a meeting, send the gang out for donations, keep a record of what you get, and, uh, well, store the stuff here if you like. Well, that's why you phoned and told me to bring along those items we got from Mrs. Wilcox, huh? I uh, remembered you and your sister Trudy picked up something there the day her attic caught on fire. Yeah, an old cup and saucer and a snuff box or something. They might bring in a few dollars. Do you want to see them? Well, that's out of my line, son. You put them away carefully downstairs. Uh, keep a list of any donations too big to carry, and uh, we'll send a truck out to pick them up. Oh, gosh, Chief, this is darn swell of you. And when you've got enough antiques collected, you, well, you can hold the sale here if you like. Until then, they won't be in the way, Chief? No, no, no. Another thing, you'd be surprised how many people wander in and out of here. They'll see the stuff, start talking about it before the sale. Oh, what do you know? Advanced publicity. Watch those antiques pile up now, Chief. <laughs> I will. And all the time, I'll be thinking, I've fixed things for once so my friend Jimmy Collins won't find himself in the middle of a peck of trouble. Well, what Chief Cody doesn't know won't hurt him, will it? By late that afternoon, the boys around the station are shaking their heads. For a couple of hours, it looked like there were more junior firefighters around the place than firefighters. 
In they came, carrying antiques from all over the neighborhood. Jimmy, standing by with a notebook, keeping track of all donations brought in by his friends. Just before supper time, Jimmy noticed a stoop-shouldered little old man with wisps of gray hair standing out from his head, accompanied by a dog. It'd be hard to say which was nosing about the antiques with more interest, the dog or his master. Uh, if you find something there you like, mister, don't forget we're going to be having a sale pretty soon. Uh, you like antiques? I've thought of nothing else for 50 years, young man. I'm an antique dealer. Lucius P. Darby's the name. You've heard of my shop on Cedar Street? Well, no, I don't think... Here, 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 boy. Take your nose out of that box. <laughs> I'd better lift that up on the table out of the way. Your dog's kind of curious, Mr. Darby. That dog, young man, has a passion for antiques. He knows more about them than I do. I take him with me everywhere. Wouldn't think of stirring out of the shop without him. You're kidding me. Oh, not at all, not at all. My, you've got quite a collection of bric-a-brac in that box. Ah, this old cup and saucer. An interesting pattern, don't you think? Gee, I don't know anything about that. Is it worth something? That's all I want to know. Oh, four or five dollars, perhaps. Mrs. Wilcox gave us that, along with this old snuff box. Here, take a look at it. The fleur de lis. Good heavens and earth. The fleur de who? Oh, 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 never mind that. Uh, um, somebody, uh, somebody gave you this? Sure. You mean she didn't know how valuable it is? Oh, I, uh, I, I didn't say it was valuable. It, uh, uh, merely caught my eye, that's all. Fleur de lis, French for flower of the lily. Famous emblem. Uh, you see how it's worked into the cover? Yeah. But gee whiz, the way your eyes popped when you saw it, I thought it must be worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> my boy, my boy. And you don't know how funny that is. I don't get it. You mean it's worth more or less? Uh, well, uh, to start your sale off right, I'll give you uh, five dollars for it. Uh, just as a favor, you understand? Oh, I couldn't do that, Mr. Darby. Uh, uh, ten. That's as high as I'll go. Well, gosh, that's awful tempting, but I couldn't do it. If you want to come here the day the sale starts, after we've got this sorted out... Oh, uh, well, uh, you, uh, uh, you'd save it for me? We sort of figured on first come, first serve, but if you're as anxious to have it... Oh, all right. not at all. You've mistaken my interest in the floor. Uh, uh, that is, in this um, snuff box entirely. Uh, let's forget the whole thing. Uh, what's your name, young man? Jimmy Collins. Uh, well, uh, Jimmy... Uh, let's put these uh, trifles back in the box. I uh, suppose you're as interested as I am in fire apparatus. I'll say I'm going to be a fireman someday. Uh, well, my goodness. What's that? She oh, was. It's the alarm, of course. See, there's Chief Cody. And that's his car over there. See, that's his driver getting in now. Oh, oh, but the trucks, aren't they going to? Well, I guess this isn't their call. A fire must be out of their territory. But Chief Cody gets a call for a lot of fires that this engine company doesn't go to. Well, 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 there he goes. Oh, very efficient, Jimmy. Yeah, if you'll excuse me a minute, I'd like to check up on where the fire is. When Jimmy returns a moment later, Lucius Pete Darby is quietly talking to his dog. Ah, oh, there you are, Jimmy. Uh, I was just saying it was time we ran along. Yeah, isn't that right, boy? Well, tell everybody about our sale and, and drop in yourself. I'll try, I'll try. Uh, one friendly tip, my boy. You mean about the snuff box? Uh, snuff box? Oh, yes, yes, I'd forgotten. Uh, no, this is a little warning. Watch your antiques carefully, my boy. Oh, gosh. Can you see someone walking off with a chair? It's the little things that disappear. If you ran an antique shop, you'd know from bitter experience. Some people just can't resist them. Uh, watch their pockets, Jimmy. That's the trick. 
Make sure they don't bulge. That they look flat, uh, like mine. You see? Well, sure, I see. Ah, uh, don't forget that. Uh, now, boy, now, boy, shake hands with Jimmy. Uh, that's it, that's it. Uh, good day, young man, and good luck. Jimmy can't help smiling at the curious little man and his four-legged friend. But after they've left, there's a puzzled look on his face. It's still there when Chief Cody's car swings into the station house a few minutes later. Yeah. Everything was under control before I even got there. What's the matter, Jimmy? Well, I'm glad you came right back, Chief. I want you to take a look at that snuff box Mrs. Wilcox gave us. Well, I don't know anything about snuff boxes. Why don't you or your sister get a book out of the library? If hey, it'll only take a minute, Chief. It's in a box right over here. I showed it to an old man a few minutes ago. The old fellow with the dog? Yes, sir. You couldn't help liking him, but gosh, was he a character. He acted like that thing was worth a million dollars. That's silly. You must have been mistaken, son. No, he, he didn't want me to know he was interested in it, so he changed the subject. And, holy smoke! The snuff box! It isn't here. It's gone. Well, maybe it was valuable at that. So the old man did walk off with it, huh? Mr. Darby? Oh, that's impossible. He couldn't have. You mean uh, somebody else came in after him? No, no. He was the last one. I showed it to him and... Well, then he must have taken it, Jim. I said he couldn't, sir. Gosh, he even patted his pockets to show me he had nothing in it. Don't you think that was rather strange? Well, of course, but he wasn't carrying it on him. I, I shook hands with him and then with his dog. With it? Do you feel all right, son? Oh, I'm not crazy. I, I just mean neither Mr. Darby or the dog was carrying that snuff box. Well, maybe he hid it around here. Oh, that wouldn't have made sense. Gosh, he'd have known we'd hunt for it. We'll look, but we won't find it. Oh, come now. Maybe it seems kind of mysterious, but... Kind of? My gosh, Chief, you wait and see. I tell you, he... Well, he just made that snuff box vanish into thin air. An hour later, and with the help of half his crew, Chief Cody is inclined to agree. No snuff box. And with Jimmy certain Mr. Darby did not have it on him, well, the mystery is complete. To learn what happened then, be sure to listen to our next exciting episode of The Firefighters. In a moment, Chief Bob Cody will be back to tell you boys and girls how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, a special message for all of you. Now, Chief Bob Cody in a message for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Attention, firefighters. This is Chief Cody with your special assignment. Whether you live in the city or the country, most of you at one time or another get out into the woods or the fields, hiking or camping, maybe just a picnic. If you ever have occasion to use matches at such a time, or if your parents do, be very sure they're not carelessly thrown away. You make it your job to see they're out. Until next time, this is Chief Cody saying... So long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll. Fighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.